Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke, on this historic day? Oh, it's historic. Oh. I, I'm, actually, I'm absolutely wonderful. I am uh, really, it's just unbelievable that we have hunted it. Yes. Uh, we yes. Got, yes. 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 It is our hunted episode, yes. our hundredth, if you didn't understand my little mm. play there. Mm. Um, and yeah, we've been doing this now for few years and we finally reached this historic moment you always dream to see the day your little baby turns to be 100 yeah and our little baby is 100 our little baby is uh 100 and the um they're starting to develop some ailments and some wrinkles and stuff like that but we still think it's beautiful so beautiful yeah and actually i uh I wrote a little song to commemorate oh, to mark this momentous wonderful. occasion. So, uh, I'm gonna play it for you now. It's entitled "We Hunted It, It's Hundone." We hunted it, it's hundone. We listened to some music and we had some fun. Did some damage, now it can't be undone. We hunted it, it's hundone. The childish Gambino when he was number one. Played Mike and Elle and the jewels that they run Vampire Week on LCD sound system We hunted it, it's undone We talked about Thor, Odin's son Talked about God and erotic fiction Talking tunes with my father's brother's son We hunted it, it's undone mm. That was beautiful. Thank you. I am weeping. Yeah, inside. it was it was really powerful and emotional. Uh, recounting some of the great songs we mm. played in the classic segments we've had on classic. this show over these past hundred episodes. So I've had a great time doing it, and I'm so happy we made it this far. I know. I I remember when this was but a dream in our heads. Like, yes. oh, wouldn't it be fun if we started a podcast and talked about music we love? And we've been doing it, man. And we've been able to. It's great. Yeah. So much fun. And it's something we'd be doing anyway. We do this all, yeah, the, time. all the time. And it's why, uh, all joking aside, because I uh, was just talking about this recently, is how, like, the, uh, the why I love music is just being able to share it with people and mm. have someone say, oh, hey, what's that song? I like that. And um, so now we get to share it with others and uh, talk about it. So I'm uh, really happy we've done a hundred of these and here's to a hundred more indeed but we're not just gonna talk about our no. ourselves this whole time no. we're gonna play some of our favorite music from this past year we're gonna do a little check-in year in review because we're gonna do our year-end uh lists at the end of the year but right now we just want to review some of our favorite stuff uh from this that's come out this year so far so brian you're gonna get us started right i am and the you know, the year goes by. It's just screaming by. So much music coming yeah. out. And and I know uh, oftentimes we miss things. Or uh, in my case, for some of these, I feel like it's going to take more time and effort to try and secure permissions and such for songs that I don't really have the time to do. So it's nice to, to have this episode, take a breath, talk about some of our favorite albums that we've missed yeah. from the year. And uh, I'm going to open with someone who I played on the year-end episode uh, last year. Mm -hmm. uh, Had one of my top 20 favorite albums of the year. Uh, This is the Florida rapper Denzel Curry. Washington. 
<laughs> no, Denzel uh, Curry. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Denzel Curry comes from Carroll City, my uh, outside of Miami in mm. the Miami Dade area, and he put out this album last year called Taboo or T A One Three Zero Zero something like that. You hate uh, Bony Verse stylization. Yeah. Do you not like? Uh, it's okay if Denzel does it. Is Denzel that does it. Me? He does it better. Like <laughs> he does it better. They it actually like spells out words that are actual words. Right. And stuff, right. You know? uh, we both loved that album. It was really weird, all over the place. It came out in like three different parts. Uh, like at different times of the year and then yeah. came as a collection at the end and it was just all over the place stylistically yeah and he quickly for me did become like one of my yes. favorite new rappers out absolutely up he is just Kendrick and joey badass and and vin staples, and vin staples. he's just an incredible rapper and he is in the genre somehow of soundcloud rap even though he yeah. eclipses it it's but weird. he uh he keeps that label strong and he is not ashamed by it which i think is is good it, there's probably a lot of good soundcloud rap out there that i don't know about but broad in the definition yes and so his taboo was um uh, all over the place stylistically, and for his uh, next album, which came out this year, called Zoo, it was much more focused and um, kind of in the same vein for, for most of it, really still interesting, and his rapping is, of course, incredible. Um, I love this album. I might like it more than Taboo after spending more time with it. At first, I thought it was not as adventurous, which I think is true. But it's just so honed in, in the zone, so solid. He's so, like, delivering some of the best lyrics, some of the most interesting switched-up flows that he is known for, and representing uh, Carol City, which he um, is really digging into that sound, which you're going to hear at the beginning of the song we're going to listen to, um, where he talks about um, the his, his area of Miami and how... Just things are different down there, and they're they're living different than the rest of us. So, let's take a listen to Denzel Curry with Carol Mart, featuring Ice Billy and Berg. You know, being from Dade County, we do the fly shit naturally, man. We do the stunting shit naturally. Why? <laughs> Cause we blending in with the environment, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
block, cause the trunk keep knocking. Got them Bushido blades, cause the rims keep chopping. You M for the swag to get Miami popping. You can smoke a little weed, long as you ain't flocking. Put Dade on the map, gotta stay with a strap. Stay away from a roach, cause they raid in the trap. I'm the raid in the rap. When they tell that boy finish him, it's nothing but fatalities. Them crackers gon' send us a mom. That song is incredible. I love shopping at the Carol Mart if I need like a Brady Bunch yeah. DVD with Carol Brady or I need like a Carol King record or like I'm just yeah. going Christmas caroling. I stop in the Carol Mart and uh, I'm set. Yes. So yes. Uh, I, I really relate to that. Um, that song was awesome. I loved there's a lot going on there and mm-hmm. um, his verses were great, um, but I loved the... Uh, so when I hear songs doing this a lot where they'll take like another part of the song and then like mess with it and use it again. And so it's like that yes. pitched up version of uh, I'm so fresh, that whole chorus uh, with like the horn coming in there was really cool. I really like that line about I'd rather see a man live than a man die because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a cliche in rap. Everyone wants to seem like harder than they are. And a lot of people will like, you know, say they kill people and stuff where it's probably not true. And it's like, I feel like I like when rappers are like, I'm not going to perpetuate that same thing, you know. I think that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I I think he is very interesting because um, a lot of this album is kind of like modern party rap sounding but he'll throw in like these really insightful interesting lines yeah uh the last song on this album he um has a a line where he says uh, we we carry hollow tips because it reflects what's in our soul and he he well it's great because he says that and then he responds to that with damn like he, he says a line and <laughs> he's, he's reacting like, he's to like, his own line. Damn, that's good. That's a good line. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it is. Um but uh I I generally don't necessarily like love everything in this particular genre of rap, but the way he executes it, the way he raps, the things he's saying, um everything about Denzel Curry is awesome. And uh yeah, I just I love I love this album every time I listen to it. It, uh, I love it even more. It's one that is definitely like if I need to get energized, if I'm uh, driving and I feel tired or anything, this this gets the energy level up, my oh, yeah. friend. So a little off mic uh, thing. Whenever Brian's, we're getting ready to uh, start a new segment, I will cue up Brian by saying, "You're up, big French," because our family has French heritage, and I'll be uh, going on my honeymoon to France in a few weeks, and I'm gonna just blast this while i'm walking through paris and be like i'm so french (laughs) (laughs) nice i think that'll be good it's gonna be great yeah so that was denzel curry with carol mart featuring ice billionberg 
from Zoo, which is out now on Loma Vista Recordings. Well, I was talking about Denzel being one of my favorite new rappers, and I've got another person that's one of my favorite new rappers, and this is like r- currently my tippy-top album, what I've been listening to the most. Whoa. It comes from English rapper Little Sims, mm-hmm. and uh, she's only 24 years old. She's released some award-winning albums. Kendrick Lamar said she's one of the illest in the game right now. And don't make your same joke you made before about, is she okay? Should we get her some medicine? I mean, you probably well, should, because she is quite ill yeah. in terms of her rhymage and writing and performance. But I had heard of Little Sims uh, before, but hadn't uh, listened to any of her stuff. And then when this album came out in March, I became obsessed with it. It's called Gray Area. And um, I... You know, like I do, I listen to it constantly and completely wear it out where I'm like, okay, I know this in and out now and I'm probably going to move on to some new stuff. But then when you talked about Lil Sims talking about that band Salt, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh yeah, I should revisit that Lil Sims album. I really loved it. You're welcome. And now I've been, thank you. Mm-hmm. And now I've been listening to it nonstop and I wanted to do something a little bit different and just talk about the trajectory of the album and why I think it's one of the most interesting, probably the most interesting rap album that's been put out just because there's so many styles musically going on. And so I'm playing the last song on the album, so I'm just going to walk through and uh, talk about what gets you here because uh, the first two songs, Offense and Boss, have this really like fuzzed out guitar and bass driving the songs. And uh, a boss is like my one jam I was considering playing. I'm a boss in a fucking dress oh, yeah. and That's so good. Um, and then we got selfish, which is more of like a laid back, uh, but still really catchy. Then wounds and venom go into more of the grime rap style, which she's, you know, she's an English rapper and that's like a big style over there. And so I like how she does that. Uh, venom in particular has like a very like the very synthetic sounding strings and that's just like her just breathing fire going all just showing what she can do and she goes hard and then 101 fm is oh it's so beautiful and it's like a really like bouncy bright thing and then we got the one with little dragon and therapy and sherbert sunset is those are also sort of that bouncy um, more modern sounding like electronic, but using some really cool samples like Sherbert Sunset has a really cool sample that it uses. So just some of the most interesting production I've heard in hip hop this year. Then we come to this final track, Flowers, which features uh, Michael Kiwanuka, who is I've been a huge fan of for the past few years. And I forgot he did a song with Karen O. I just listened to today. His performance on that is incredible. He does cold little heart which is the theme song for big little lies yeah and this was like a sleeper on the album i listened to boss and selfish um in 101 fm a lot more and then i hadn't really spent a lot of time with the last song and then the more i listened to it, it's just beautiful i love his performance and he's just sort of like chiming in not saying damn but um mm. he's just singing a uh, little like ad libs uh, as she's going and then uh, sings these uh, like choruses that are just so beautiful and her verses are really like uh, I feel like she gets more personal and personal throughout the album like therapy and Sherbert sunset she talks about like a relationship it seems like an ex like got a, another girl pregnant and didn't tell her and 
Um, so this comes right after her like opening up about all that stuff. It's just such a beautiful ending to the album uh, with Michael Kiwanuka singing. So let's get into it now. Here's Little Sims and Michael Kiwanuka with Flowers. Of his troubled history, they'll wipe his memories and tell him his past is a mystery. What is life without victory? Opinion, no liberty. Enlighten me how to stay sane in a world so mental, world sick enough of voodoo child playing purple haze. Can't get no relief, lonely hours never temporary. He knows at some point he will ascend eventually. Still going to heights, coincidentally, he's a mess, but still good at putting on a brave face for the camera. He smiles, you can tell it's fake, you can tell it's fake. The thief sold him a cheaper ticket to heaven's gates. No ID, no entry, 27 club says the good fly young, the good at our greats, Jimmy Basquiat, Amy Robert, Janice, Kurt Cobain. When the stars die young, took 27 years. She's problematic, nobody can't stand it Been told she's a liability and not an asset Man, I'm erratic, confessions of an addict How they let me sing to the masses Lost what I had, staring in the face of tragic Like I didn't just back to black it Love was my losing game, let's just call a spade a spade Paparazzi on my doorstep, never leaving home Lying on the floor, mind blown Trying to reach the phone, let me take One more hit for my eyes closed Let me take one more hit for my eyes closed Whoa, I think that was my last hit One more hit before my eyes closed 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 My body and soul will do what my body is told Picture a beautiful sight but not all that glitters is gold Afraid of what the future may hold for me
when the album came out originally, I really enjoyed it, but I found myself attaching to the more obvious, like, in-your-face, catchy, great songs. The bops. Um, the bops. The slaps. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, Selfish is one of my favorite songs of the yes. year. Yes. Love it so much. Um, I probably incorrectly felt like the album lost steam because this song is fantastic. It's incredible. I don't know the last time I listened to it, Mm -hmm. and it really, really got me this time. I need to go back and revisit the album uh, because the the way you're talking about it, it's like, oh, that's not really how I remember it. So Mm -hmm. um, I remember the standouts very exactly, well and yeah. i really like them but i'm I'm happy you played a kind of under the radar song yeah and that's what um is interesting because it does start very strong with those mm-hmm. like rocking out songs at the beginning and uh so i was sort of thinking the same way where i was more familiar with the first half and thought that it sort of lost uh, my interest in the second half and then re-listening i love it because there's that little dragon song and this yeah. song and it does go a little bit slower for like uh, some of them, but then Sherbert Sunset, which is right before this song, sort of, it's a bouncier drive. It's one. a bop, yeah. But it is more mellow, like the production. Yeah, it is a bit of a bop, but it's a mellow bop. And, mm, um, mellow bop, I mellow love bop. that. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's a fun noise to make, though. <laughs> mellow bop, mellow bop. I feel like it is uh, one that you should listen to a few times to really um, pick up on all the details because it's it's weird. It feels minimal and chill, but when you listen to it, there's a lot of really well placed, uh, well balanced uh, elements going on. And in that song, I mean, the piano is beautiful, but I feel like this doesn't really sound like any of the other songs on the album that much. Right. Um, it's sort of unique in that way. And you know, this is not the hardest, fastest, craziest flows or anything, but I just still just whatever she does, it doesn't matter if she's going crazy, doing something weird, like just the way she speaks and the story she tells. Um, it just is so beautiful and affecting that story. The first verse I interpreted when she just says the thing about like wipe his memory and tell him his past is a mystery. I don't know why I interpreted that as like a military person, like, coming back home and then not like facing these problems, not having the support they need. Um, and then the second and third verse, like I, it seems like she's talking about herself. I love the, like, I didn't just back to black it. I'm assuming Amy Winehouse reference, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, confessions of an addict and all that talking about one more hit before my eyes close. So, um, so beautiful and sort of heartbreaking. And then, uh, when, uh, I love that, can you feel this energy? All we have is memories. Michael's voice going with hers is just so, I just love his voice so much. I love when she says purple A's and he goes purple A's, purple A's in the background. I've been listening to this in the Nonagon cut, as I like to call it. You know, Nonagon Infinity was that King Gizzard album where it was uh, right. designed to loop. And I've been, I was trying to do it, but Spotify, of course, wasn't doing it when I wanted. Spotify. Because I love all the music like fades out and Michael Kiwanuka is just singing that uh, part at the end. And then it goes into offense. The first track, which is that harder rocking one. And she goes me again, allow me to pick up where I left off. And oh. I'm like, Oh, it's just like, it, you can just listen to this on a loop. That's fun. And uh, yeah, just uh, one of the most beautiful and like emotional songs on the album. Cause there are like fun ones, but she, yeah, she gets really uh, 
emotional in this one and the flowers are for you i'm obviously that brings up like the image of like a funeral and i think it's like sort of sad in that way but can also be like you know flowers like new life and growth and um like love and uh all these things so a lot of different meanings from flowers but it's so i think it it's kind of sweet that it can be that sort of thing like flowers in the sense of new things and like uh, turning things around but then also for those that you've lost you know maybe like she's talking about in the first verse so that was little sims and michael kiwanuka with flowers from gray area and that's out now on age 101 music you got to listen to it honestly she's only 24 and i feel like she's one of the most amazing voices in hip-hop right now and uh so go check this out and uh, Denzel Curry is only uh, 24 as well, so a couple youngsters well, good in for him. the game. <laughs> we started off with a couple youngsters. We started with some youngins. Uh, now I'm going to move on to, I'm going to slow it down even more. Even more? Yeah, um, and go to someone who has been making music for a very long time. The uh, The first album of this artist that I really enjoyed came out in 2009. It was is that even a year? <laughs> yeah, it's ten years ago. <laughs> Whoa! Um, this is Bibio, and uh, yeah, Bibio oh. is fantastic. He's been making these interesting, like kind of electronic collages, but with acoustic elements and yeah. uh, very, very interesting, like version of folk music. Uh, he also sometimes gets into like drone sort of stuff. And yeah. It's uh, some, something he's been doing really well for over 10 years, and I feel like he has released 100% the best album he's ever put out oh, this year. For sure. Uh, it really hones in on what he does the best, I think, and just creates this really beautiful and beautifully strange and sometimes just strange landscape yeah um he uh has a lot of different instrumentation going on um what i what i found was he has acoustic nylon and steel string guitars banjo electric piano harp clavinet mandolin mellotron violin sitar and probably a bunch more that all makes very much sense to me because i've been listening to this a lot and Mm -hmm. it's like yeah, it can be very folky and very yes. funky. Yes. It's interesting. Absolutely. Sometimes, like, also, not just, like, yes, folky and funky, but also, like, there's some, like, he was very influenced by 70s TV themes. I could theme see songs, that as well, yes. Which, some of the introductions of the song sound like you're watching, like, Three's Company right. or something. Uh, but also, like, there are elements where he's really into, like, celtic or old-timey songs absolutely hear that as well yeah and then some that are just strange and like strange like electronic collage sort of stuff it's it's a really really great interesting album from start to finish and i feel like the most cohesive the most consistent and best work that he's done um so let's listen to one of the most beautiful songs you are likely to hear in your fucking life yeah this is bibio with curls to see within 
That is the most beautiful song I've probably ever heard. Um, it's, it's, it's so good. I keep going back to it. I love this album, but mainly I love that song. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything on this album is fantastic, but that song is so amazing. And just, I feel like if you're telling me, oh, something that's folky and funky and is inspired by 70s the- like TV <laughs> themes right. and uh, Celtic sounds, I'd be like, that's weird, but it just works so perfect. Mm-hmm. And like... You definitely hear the Celtic and that this, violin. Yep, this is definitely on the Celtic side yeah. of things. Yeah, and the yeah. sounds coming out of that violin, they do like a little shloop. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was yes. that? Um, but yeah, that violin part in the chorus is just so beautiful. And then with the picking along with it, this is really an album you like sink into and you're mm. just floating while you listen to it. And like when I have like a stressful day or something I want some inner peace, this is a great one to just yes. listen to because it's just so calming and soothing. And uh, just the picking is something about that just is so therapeutic. And 
when I first heard Bibio, it was uh, the song Lover's Carvings was on Adult Swim. Are you familiar with that song? Yes. It's so yeah, good. And it great. was on an Adult Swim commercial. And I was like, this guitar part's so great and looked it up. But I remember it being more like electronic. And that's what I thought of him. And he, one of his um, more recent albums I listened to, and it was sort of ambient. And I yes. liked it, but I wasn't like crazy about it. And then. I think you told me like, oh, Bibio's got a new song. And I listened. I was just blown away by this, and this album is so beautiful. My one critique of it is his name's Bibio, and the album's called Ribbons. And so to save time, we should just call it Bibbins. So yeah, yeah. And I think <laughs> so I'm listening to Bibbins yeah, right now. I don't. I I feel like that's less of a critique and more of a life hack. Yeah, you know, that's like an album hack, guys. If yeah. you want to talk about this in shorthand, just call it Bibbins. <laughs> and he could like maybe do a video where he's got like some monkeys, some like gibbons in there, and mm. that could be a nice mm-hmm. thematic, you know, crossover. Yeah, um, yeah, that lovers carving song comes from the 2009 album, ten yeah. years ago, Am- Ambivalence Avenue, which is fantastic, and that one does kind of mix in more electronic elements yeah. throughout than this does. But I feel like even listening to uh curls this time with with headphones on Mm -hmm. i think there are um i think the way he composes it is electronically like i think these are collages of of different things there there are kind of like little start hiccup sounds um, that that happen and i feel like the bass is maybe like an electronic sort of bass as well um it's i i really enjoy not being able to tell what how exactly he puts everything together well i think yeah no matter what the style he's doing he Mm -hmm. builds a song like an electronic artist yeah yes and that is that's evident but it also feels like a folk album it's a great oh absolutely it's a great feeling i get bored by folk music a lot and this is very interesting very like heady and but immediately good uh good to listen to as well it's it's heady more and just like trying to figure out how he constructed the songs yeah. like how the heck did he do this how thing baby you do the bibbins how did he pull off the bibbins i'm just, just ragging my brain over here i can't find a reason for the bibbins it's not possible <laughs> right um but you know it's interesting too because curls like in this whole album feels like like i was saying like a summer day album you mm. could sit in a open meadow i feel yeah. like in this album would be a great uh mm. great soundtrack great for, for an that. open meadow. i love just walking out into the middle of a meadow oh, and just god tell down. me about it right um so my sister and her husband recently took some photos and in uh, an open meadow they're exactly there's one where they're just like in the middle of a bunch of grass in the mm. open meadow and uh my fiance is looking at it being like why would they be out there like like <laughs> to listen to Bibio? <laughs> right and maybe that, and now we know Obviously. that's why because yeah. it's like oh we just caught them in an open meadow yeah. <laughs> it's like they're listening to bibbins that to makes Bibbins. sense but anyway it evokes that imagery of like you know i like to close my eyes with this and the songs in the dark mm. and like just picture what the music like makes me feel brings scenes to mind and uh I see that sun soaked stuff, but then he talks about the light curls in the dead of the nights. And I think of like, you ever seen those like long exposure pictures where they do, that's what it reminds me of. I just picture like moving lights like that. And there's, yeah, it's a, it's a versatile song. It brings to mind a lot of different uh, varying images. So 
man what a what an incredible composer and uh producer absolutely it's funny that you mentioned so you he says her hair curls in the damp of the night oh i thought it was the light uh no the night uh the scent recalls like a photograph with life that's kind oh, of exactly what you're just saying. Yeah, I got the lyric wrong. I thought it was the light curling, but I did. I thought maybe he said hair. I couldn't really uh, hear mm-hmm, what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. It is kind of at once like a um, uh, an album you would listen to in in the middle of a meadow, but also it's like a nocturnal album too. Yeah. It's just it's perfect. Bibbins is perfect it's for like, every how did he, time. How did I know. You channel both those it's moods. So good check it out guys that was bibio with curls from ribbons or bibbins as we as yeah, we like it's to say the bibbins now uh from it's out now on warp records i'm the bibbins now <laughs> i'm the one who bibbins uh, captain bibbins i love that movie <laughs> and breaking bibbins uh, that's that i'm yes. the one who bibbins <laughs> i drink your bibbins i drink your bibbins there will be bibbins uh what's another movie quotes um here's looking at you bibbins <laughs> cast of bibbins Man, it works for, like, everything. If uh, you uh, change your definition of works, then yes, it works for everything. You can't handle the Bibbins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that Bibbins. Yeah, it crosses over to real life really well, too, man. Bibio, how do you do this? I don't know. It's uh, it's incredible. All right, well, my next song comes from a fantastic singer-songwriter, uh this is Kevin Morby. I've played him on the podcast before. You know this guy. I do. He's, per- yeah, he's my best friend. Oh, nice. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Can you uh, give me his number? No, like, I, don't, to talk I don't. To him. I don't know him, but oh, in my okay. head, he's my oh, best friend. Oh, this is a fantasy yes, you've yes, had. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, and uh, he's, I like to call him the Bob Dylan of our time. Because <laughs> his you voice. You love to call him I, I'm constantly yes. just like, hey, stopping people on the street. Hey, did you know Kevin Morby is the Bob Dylan of our time? And they're yes. like, who are both those people? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, he's he's got an incredible voice, Bob Dylan esque, but it, it's its own thing. He's put out some fantastic uh, albums. He did uh, Singing Saw in 2016, which is where I mm-hmm. he got on my radar. That was great. And then 2017 City Music, which I played the song Aboard My Train from uh, City Music and. Uh, he just has a great, he's a great songwriter and has uh, really always does something fun and interesting with the production. Again, so you say like you're sometimes bored with folk and yeah. singer songwriter stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, he just does this in such an interesting way. The production is always fantastic and new and bringing something else to the table. And his new album is called Oh My God. And I wanted to play a song from this earlier in the year, but forgot. And so now I'm making up for it. And uh, this is actually a concept album about religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said in that song, we t- talked about God on here many times oh, yeah. as we grew up religious and went to Christian schools. And uh, so this uh, hits close to home. And I really relate to what he says about the album because as a songwriter myself, and I loved hymns, I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. I think, and like you hear artists do it all the time, using religious imagery and sounds inspired by that in their songs. And so Kevin said, 
Religion is all around us. It's a universal language and there's profound beauty in it. I found it a useful tool in songwriting as it's something everyone can relate to on some level. There are religious themes or imagery in a lot of what I've done. So I wanted to get all of that out and speak only of that language for a whole record. It's not a born again thing. It's more that, oh my God, is such a profound statement we all use multiple times a day and means so many different things. It's not about an actual God, but a perceived one. And it's an outsider's view of the human experience in terms of religion. So I didn't even realize it had that whole meaning. I was curious. Like I listened to it and you can tell, obviously, the lyrics he's using, but... I didn't realize it, that it went that deep and was supposed to be so religious. Uh, this song's called No Halo, and I know what you're thinking. What is this about that time Luke got grounded back in 2003? I couldn't play Halo. Uh. <laughs> no Halo for you, Luke. Yep, that was my punishment. But mom, I want to kill my friends. But mommy, I miss Master Chief. <laughs> the guy's name in halo. oh okay i never yeah. played halo but my sadly my mommy said no halo and mm. so i really i think that's sort of a subtle message that's going on yeah. here too there's the religion thing well but, halo was your god at the time yes and so um why don't we uh why don't i take you to church and we'll listen to kevin morby with no halo
It's like when I snuck down into the basement and my mom was like, hey, 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 no, 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 Halo. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So, uh, what'd you think of the song, right? <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, I, man, you're playing songs. Yeah, I am. From albums. Yes. That you love. Yes. And these are albums I have listened to. Can confirm. And they didn't stick with me, and now I'm hearing these songs in a whole new light, and I'm like, what? You're like, these are so sticky. What is going on? Why weren't they sticking? Yeah, so um, I really love Kevin Morby as well. Um, The the last uh, few albums of his that you mentioned, really enjoy. I don't know why I haven't spent much time with this. Like, uh, I'm I'm a dum dum. I slept on it as well for um, a little bit. Yeah, but man, this song super interesting. I love that it had a countdown to a flute solo yes. sort of. That <laughs> yes. was great. Um, and it, it's like sexy and a right? little jazzy and uh, strange and really heavily heavily orchestrated and huge sounding, but also but um, also sort of not like intimate mellow. And, yeah, it's. It's very good. It's really weird because there it sort of has that driving beat so you feel like getting like amped up and then it has yeah. that big part with the voices coming in like the choir. No, it's interesting because it feels driving but yes. it also feels sort of like laid back and smooth with that organ yeah. cuz you have like one element that's just like chuck 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 just yeah. chopping away and then uh the rims keep chopping as <laughs> Denzel says <laughs> and then you have that smooth organ just like hazing everything out and then the sack that sexy sax comes in so sexy and it's also like just from a songwriting uh point of view like the way he structures it is interesting um the the like just his lyrics there they they don't follow a normal path um and but all that could be jumbled up and messy and but this is like really clean and and nice and and great yeah yeah and then he just takes that phrase of no halo and sort of messes around with it no halo Mm -hmm. no 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 and um the uh it's funny because he has a song one two three four on city music and now this is six six five four three two one (laughs) so it's counting down where one two three four was counting up Mm. and uh, obviously the no halo I, is like a, I'm no angel type thing mm-hmm. and what the way I took it with that lyric when I was a boy no rooftop on my joy um, and I took that as like a when you're a kid everything's perfect and amazing right. and great and then when you grow up sometimes the harsh realities of life hit mm-hmm. and you're like oh you know it's a, the process of growing up you're like oh life's maybe not the uh, cakewalk I thought it was, you right. know? And uh, Morby said, it's about everything feeling incredible, and as time goes on, you figure out the mysteries of the world, and things aren't as exciting or majestic as they once seemed. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the no halo being like, I'm not I'm not perfect. I felt like I was, you know, I was the golden child as a kid or something. That's sort of how I interpreted it as being like, I was the golden child as a kid, but as I grow up, you know... You make mistakes. You become a you become a human, you know, and uh, right. so it's just a interesting uh, s- story he's uh, telling there with uh, very little words, you know. But yeah, this is just another incredible album by Kevin Morby. I thought his singing saw album was perfect, and then he just keeps topping it with each new one. Mm-hmm. So that was Kevin Morby with No Halo from Oh My God, and that's out now. 
on Dead Oceans. All right, I'm really excited to play my last song. This comes from an album that I think is our collective top album. Like, if you looked at both of our lists so far, this would average out to the highest yeah. spot. If you crunch the numbers, this if one's coming out. If you crunch top. the numbers, coming from Tyler the Creator. The album is Igor, of course. It's pronounced Igor. Uh, I don't think no, this that's it. a Young Frankenstein reference. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this album took me by surprise. So I, um, okay, let's let's rewind uh, several several years. Right? Rewind. Odd Future Hamilton. comes out. Yeah, that was good. Um, Odd Future comes out, and they have a bunch of crazy kids making rap music i never like really loved any thing they put out like full length or like they didn't really i don't know but they you could yeah. tell the talent was there and it was exciting and it was like interesting what's gonna happen mm-hmm. from that group we get vince staples earl sweatshirt frank ocean mm. sid the kid who's now sid in the, the internet but also tyler the creator um, so many great music has come from these artists. Also, Domo Genesis, who's great, but Tyler right. was definitely like the first one that I feel like everyone knew. Yes, he was, and he was one for a long time that I didn't really care for. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, this is uh, the first album of his that I've really loved. Uh, well, I I disagree with you there because you should have listened to Flower Boy. I did. I, I liked aspects of it, but I didn't love it as a whole. This, uh, Igor is just, it's not even really a rap album. It's, it's, uh, it's just so strange. Yeah. It's very soulful, um, interesting production. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it got some like almost pop songs. Actually, Earthquake he wrote for Justin Bieber and Rihanna, but they rejected it. Wow which is which is crazy i love that song i'm happy that they didn't get their hands on it because it's perfect on this album um the the song we're gonna listen to is gone gone slash thank you which he originally produced back in 2013 but felt it didn't fit on flower boy or cherry bomb which i'm really happy it didn't i don't think it did either um and uh just some really interesting story lines on the album so many people are uh on this uh, solange lil uzi vert uh so many so I many people i, I realized solange was on it yeah solange is huh. like backing vocals on like three songs oh. if you look at the credits it's insane i i forgot to write them down that would have been smart uh, yeah. since i'm talking about the song but um also uh slow tie who has an album out this yeah. year is on uh like just so many crazy people. Gerard Which, Carmichael, who's like kind of the album. Yeah, scenarrator. Gerard's got those clips of yes. Gerard talking about life. I love that. Um, and it it's it comes together in a real cohesive, tight manner. the uh, The album is also like a narrative of this love triangle, um, where Tyler is seeing a person who's also seeing. Uh, their ex-girlfriend or mm. it's a weird love triangle and then he introduces this character igor who um is kind of like the um that gothic archetype of a villain's assistant and represents the darker aspects of tyler when it c- comes to love mm. uh it's just very it's very interesting um as a whole and some just really fantastic songs including the one we're going to listen to right now. So let's go ahead and listen to Tyler, the creator, with Gone Gone. Thank you. Gone, 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 g
Jump off the roof until the mirror felt like summer To my December Was it my August? Shit, I don't remember Two, three, go I know my temperature was set You finally flew south The bird gon' be the next so chromatic At least I had it Never, but maybe I'm too dramatic.
I know your secrets, nigga. I'm not bitter or nothing, I understand that. Everybody making a choice according to plan. And we had two different blueprints, but understood influence. You opened up early on, I thought I had a permit. We started building the bridge and turned it into a fence. Then my building got torn down all because of your new tenant. I'll just buy some new shit. Never down with a lease. You never lived in your truth. I'm just happy I lived in it, but I finally found peace. So peace. I hate wasted potential. That shit crushes your spirit. It really does. It crushes your soul. an incredible song i mean Mm -hmm. six and a half minutes there of just amazing production uh Mm -hmm. and i love throughout this album but this one is uh definitely a great example of how you don't hear his normal voice yes only a handful of times throughout the album which you know i really liked his earlier stuff at the time now hearing flower boy and igor seeing what he's become and like seeing him develop as a producer and um i just am blown away by his new stuff and now thinking back i'm like oh yeah i don't love that stuff as more because you know he was a punk kid you know they're punk right absolutely i think him especially he did try to go really dark and edgy and shocking which uh Made him very memorable at the time, but I much prefer this just because this uh, is just some brilliant creation here. And, you know, in a big contrast where he was rapping on every song in his past albums where now you might not hear a rap verse for uh, five songs or so, you know, and you might not hear his normal voice. It'll be affected and pitched up like it is there in like a really weird way. And it's just such a cool sound. I like how this song starts out really bouncy and fun and then gets just more emotional and powerful feeling as it goes on to the last part is like a really beautiful, like 
just like breakup sentiment of like mm-hmm. thank you for the love and, or not even just breakup just saying goodbye to someone in any way just being like thank you for all of it but i found peace so peace as he says <laughs> right so great yes definitely um i think this song represents the album pretty well too because like like you said it's i when i first listened to it um i was like am i listening to tyler the creator right now because he doesn't rap for the first several minutes and then he comes in and you're like oh there he is oh now he's gone again for a long like right he it's very interesting i feel like these are different aspects of like his personality or like different characters he's kind of created that pop in and out um and i i pulled up the different musicians that are in this uh album some in some way and uh just kind of speaking to the weird collection of people mm-hmm. on this album uh doing background vocals is larue do you know the pop singer LaRue? yeah yeah <laughs> are you talking um was it bulletproof yeah i think yes yeah. yes yeah. so larue is on this song solange is on uh, some other ones um Pharrell does background wow. vocals. Um, CeeLo Green does background wow. vocals. Santa Gold, like a uh, Jack White, is is credited somewhere, but wow. I don't know exactly what he does. Um, just, Detroit Tone yeah. saw him at a Proto Martyr show once. If I've never met. <laughs> oh, really? I've yeah. never heard you mention this. Before. Hey, Tyler, if you're listening, uh, tell Jack I saw him at a Proto Martyr show once. Uh, uh, I really want to go to Tyler. Is coming to Detroit soon, and he is. Uh, playing with Jaden Smith, I saw that, and, and Goldlink, Goldlink, which yeah. is sweet. That would be a fun show. That to will go be to. a fun show. Well, when I uh, I saw an interview with Tyler, I think it was, when he was on Colbert, and he was talking about Flower Boy, saying he just wanted to take a different approach to it mm-hmm. and just uh, sing and produce with his friends. And that is where I feel like he did rap more on that album, but it that's where that started where it's like it wasn't the mm-hmm. typical he's not going to rap on every song there's a lot of singing and just like really interesting instrumentation and then yeah just take it to the next level and but now the friends are pharrell and solange <laughs> right. and CeeLo, and so this one's just on a whole nother level i love it so that was tyler the creator with gone gone thank you from igor which is out now on columbia records great stuff not my creator. You know who that is? Old J-E-S-U-S. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, he's not the creator in the Bible. No, he's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be G-O-D. Um, G-O-D, the F-A-T-H-E-R. But no, I'm starting a new uh, offshoot that says that Jesus was the father. Mm, yeah. Jesus the father, yeah. God the Holy Spirit, like, and the Holy Spirit was the god jesus no i'm confused um god and jesus went on maury and they (laughs) said god you are not the father and then it turns out jesus was his own father Mm, he did like kind of is like yeah which is interesting father and um that's what i believe at least (laughs) (laughs) i dare you to try and get me to change my mind i think your theology is sound (laughs) yeah you got the Maury tape to back it up. I just saw it. I've got it's crazy. the evidence. Um, God is not at all how I thought he would look. Yeah. It is a he, though. Let's get that straight. Right. He's um pretty. <laughs> He's pretty. 
Yeah, he's way prettier. He's way than prettier I thought, than yeah. I thought he was gonna be. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought I he thought was, he gonna, was be... gonna be like you know your typical image of masculinity. Yeah, but right? No, no, no. He's, he's got a beautiful face. He looks exactly like Billy from Stranger Things. Yes, he's very pretty with the dirt stash and mullet and all. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, my last song comes from. I had a similar experience with this album uh, as I did with the Little Sims, where I. Uh, listened to it when it came out, really loved it, and then uh, it sort of fell off my radar, and then I remembered it and came back and became obsessed with it. And uh, this album is called Titanic Rising from the artist Wise Blood, which is the musical project of Natalie Laura Marin. And uh, I had heard her before and didn't really gravitate to- towards her music. Uh, she had an album in 2016 I checked it out. It was more experimental. Um, and uh, then she had an album with Ariel Pink, which I love Ariel Pink, but for some reason I wasn't really into that album too. And then it took this one to really get me uh, hooked. And like we talked about Bibbins doing the uh, <laughs> doing the 70s TV show theme yeah. style, and I feel like she definitely has like a 70s soft rock yes. influence as well. But um, she takes it to some very interesting places. And uh, like this song we're about to hear is called Something to Believe. And I feel like it, it has that sort of um, has sort of a 70s ballad vibe, but then opens up into this big chorus. So let's take a listen to this. Here's Wise Blood with Something to Believe. Drink a lot of coffee today. Got lost in the fray, I gave all I had for a time. Then, by some strange design, I got a case of the empties, the ruler of my world. A lost, forgotten pearl when fire leaves a
this is another album that I listened to and kind of set it to the side. And um, I think I'll give it another spin. Yeah, spin yeah. it up. Spin it again, Sam. Like uh, the famous line from Casa Bibbins. Casa Bibbins. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm interested because I know a lot of people who I respect their musical opinions. You included. I know this might come as a surprise to you. I really? do respect huh. your opinion. Uh, really, really love this album. And I tried it a few times, and I was like, eh, I don't know. It just sounds like a 70s soft rock album that's okay. But um, this song was, it, it was interesting. I It pulled me in more than I had heard before uh, a, a little bit. And so I think I'll give this uh, another, another spin for sure. Give it another go. Yeah. Because what I find interesting is because, like I said, I wasn't always into her stuff. And you can hear in her voice like the... 70s folk style like i feel like she mm-hmm. has that and she did some of that earlier more folky stuff like i would compare to like jenny haval like i thought of that um sort of style like the old folk influence and but then uh what's interesting about this album because i feel like this is like bibio you can sink into this in a different way because is that folkiness but also like the orchestration and so maybe some of the songs, maybe if you're not listening so critically, might you could get a little bored with them. You specifically, yes, because um, you uh, you have a short attention span. I like, do now a um, seasoned music listener like me. Right, I, uh, <laughs> right. No, but um, I understand that criticism where, um, and maybe it is taking some more listens because I feel like on subsequent listens I loved it more and more and. I feel like it's almost deceiving where you hear in that song, it will be really soft and then just open up. And the song right before this every day gets so huge with horns and this drum part and these group vocals that are just incredible. Amazing orchestration throughout this album. And I mean, you heard on that song and I love um, that chorus so much just gets me every time. Makes me want to just lay down and cry. The waters Mm -hmm. don't go by me. And, um, this album was uh, co-produced by Natalie herself and Jonathan Rado from uh, Foxygen, right. which they did that style uh, on one of their recent albums where it was like that old Hollywood thing and they did it all. And I feel like this has that similar sound. So the two of them coming together um, is uh, a really good pairing, I think is part of why this works so well. But she does all the vocals, guitar, piano, and production i don't know if some of that orchestration is uh an orchestra i can't find that information but uh it might just be her so i mean it phenomenal uh composition on here and those lyrics are just beautiful to drink a lot of coffee today i'm like hey that describes me um and then mm-hmm. i love when she says that Um, by some strange design i got a case of the empties the ruler of my world and so you see this feeling of emptiness where she's like i gave a lot for a while like i was doing what i should be doing i'm giving myself but then i just get this emptiness and i want something larger something to believe which talking about religion i talk about a lot because growing up in the church i know all the I know all their tricks and all their, Mm, (laughs) I know all their, their like philosophies and points, especially in the Baptist church. And, um, I think like sometimes there's good principles, like Morby says, like it can be a beautiful thing. I think there's some principles that 
can apply outside of religion and this search for a purpose this longing for something to believe i think some people might feel that and turn towards religion or they might turn towards music or love or something else they might just find some some outlet whatever you know it's different for every person but i just love this big soaring chorus where it's just like she's calling out for like give me something to believe give me a sign um and there's just beautiful just big like each song there's a song called movies and each song on here just feels like its own movie that just had moves and has all these different interesting sections and um different climaxes and so just an amazing album and one of the coolest album covers of the year i'm really wondering how they pulled this off she's like floating in a bedroom that's underwater and she's like submerged in it it's really cool do you think it was like photoshop no i think they floated her they, in, a, in a room they said just hang out in your room we're just gonna fill Flood it full it. of water <laughs> yep Whoa. and then she's like okay now I what do i do i can't live here anymore now what do i do with my bed it's all wet so then what she did was she got the zora tunic so now she just lives uh, underwater in that room yeah um you know what was uh, i don't know if we want to talk about zoras right <laughs> do now do you want to but, get into uh, zelda talk right you now? know you get the zora tunic in breath of the wild and i'm expecting to be able to swim like underwater and stuff but what it instead what you do is you swim a little faster you never really are able to dive or mm. breathe underwater but you can swim up waterfalls oh that's neat which is pretty sweet so um I was watching uh, this uh, YouTuber. I'm a fan of Maud Garrett. Apparently, mm-hmm. said something. I believe it was her said something about the Zoras being like sexy in this new yeah. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Everyone, uh, uh, yeah, they're sexy. Zoras are sexy. Or did you say that to me? No, I did oh, not. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it could have been you. Z- Zelda's always been but, a sexy yeah. game. It's yeah, not surprising. It's, it's so horny, dude. Yeah, it makes me horny when I play it. <laughs> Especially that N64 where it's dude. just like weird like blocks and hexagons yeah. making up everything and you go to like the great fairy and she like orgasms when she comes out she's like Does ah! she? oh i do kind of remember that <laughs> yeah wow it's great zelda too horny <laughs> so that was wise blood with something to believe from titanic rising out now on sub pop all right, we got one last thing to do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts. First off, Shouts to Generationals. I played their song. I turned my back on the written word, and uh, I they just put out a new single. It was really good, so that's, that's going to be a fun album. Also, Murs and Ninth Wonder with, get this title, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The Iliad is dead and the Odyssey is over. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, those are the two I got. Shouts to them. What you got, Brian? Not too much kicking on the 19th, but an album I'm pretty excited about. Maxo Cream with Brandon Banks. Uh, I was just playing you some songs from Maxo Cream. And He's a great, really good. great rapper, really great storyteller, uh, yeah. and is uh, he, he's in the in the gangsta realm for sure. But mm. yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good one, I think. Is uh, he saying that Cash rules everything around him to the max? It's Maxo. the Maxo Cream. Maxo Cream. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Dollar dollar bills, yeah. How many dads we got? Well, unlike Jesus, we are not our own dad. 
That's um, true. That's true. We did not travel back in time. No. We have three daddies. Um, we're a Planet podcast powered by Pinecast. That's the father and the son. Yes, and um, they have they have lots of great podcasts on there. Uh, you go to planetantpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. They got the Incubator. I've been listening to that on Spotify. I like to call it the Stinkubator. Yeah, you like it, the Stinkubator. Mm, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be stinky when oh. those eggs hatch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a growing process. Um, but they uh the one i really like is uh detroit strange that was on there they also had ambient improv before that and uh detroit strange is like jessica and alex they talk about like historical weird stories in mm. detroit check that out that's fun as i said ambient improv that's a fun improv podcast also sandwich talk is on there my friend carlos does that one where they eat sandwiches and talk about it and then you always got the good old michael dupree variety hour so lots of great stuff to listen to head over there brian Tell me about my third dad. Uh, the Holy Spirit. We got uh, offshelf.net. It's a great website. You got stuff about music. You got stuff about games. You got yeah. stuff about books and comics. And uh, our podcast is also hosted over there. They uh, they do this thing that like no one really does anymore, which is a digital zine. Damn. You can... You can Yep. You can subscribe to it and monthly it'll collect all the most interesting features and columns that uh, are, are put out there, um, including an uh, ongoing column of the Punk Rock Scouting Report. Skirt! I'm going to do that now. Whenever you're talking, I'm just going to do oh, a little I, rap at I love it. It's great. Um, so this, this is uh, Jim Testa, who uh, writes about upcoming punk bands that he's into oh, and nice. kind of does a little scouting report for you. So check out the website, subscribe to the zine, check them out on social media at offshelf.net. And I know we're giving you a lot of stuff to do, but it's our hundo episode. It and is. Uh, if you could go in there into the iTunes, hack into their mainframe and mm-hmm. write us a uh, mm-hmm. review, we would really appreciate it. Cause mm-hmm. then we can get some more exposure and uh, you can find us at best song ever pod. Brian, our hundredth episode. Mm. We did it. We hundid it. It's hundone. We just high fived. We're hugging. Uh, we've been hugging this whole episode. We like to do that yep. um, for every episode, really. But we did an extra long one since it was our hundredth. Yep. Uh, the hundredth and the last episode of our show ever, right? Yeah. Um. Wait. What? I thought we said one hundred and done. One hundred and hundred. Yeah, I thought this wasn't that. The, that's the contract I signed. I forgot we signed a one hundred and hundred uh, contract. I mean, I feel like not. I feel like I would resign a contract extension, but um, we gotta but talk about. that. Actually, I have that contract right here and rip, torn. Oh, R.I.P. Rip, 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 torn. <laughs> he, he dead. Yeah. He just died. He's a treasure. I don't mean to joke, but that is funny because people say rip. (laughs) Rip, darn rip. Um, Um, Rest in power, rip. Yeah. Uh, But also Ross Perot just died, too. Rops. (laughs) Yep, you did it. Nailed it. (laughs) Rop. That's Rop. Um, I did not know that. Wait, so. what about Rip Torn? You ripped the contract? Why, what? This is just our <laughs> uh, celebrity death update that we do at the end of every show. <laughs> Who else died? But I ripped up the contract, Brian, so the 100th is not our last. We're going to keep it going. All We're right. going to keep going strong. 
Um, but we want to thank mm. all of you out there uh, for listening. If any of you have listened since the beginning, uh, then you're our day ones. And Denzel's mm. dad said, "Never leave them in the gutter." That's so. true. We would never leave you in the gutter. We're not. I just googled who you. died, and uh, a four-year-old California boy died. Um, a YouTube star. Uh, I don't want to know any of this. A YouTube star died. Uh, okay you can try it out sometime you can just google who died and the <laughs> died. top stories you can scroll through oh man it's sad it's really sad this is sad stuff all these people died look at there's this picture of this guy he's dead this is terrible <laughs> what a fitting way to end our 100th episode than just bumming everyone out with deaths so on that note for planet podcast and offshelf.net i'm luke levin saying You better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is best song ever. 100, baby! I did not have sexual relations with that Bibbins.